Mr. Tide Middle Church. I am Reverend Natalie. I'm your digital minister here at Middle. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Thank you for coming. Ramadan Mubarak for all who are entering the Ramadan season. Um, but let's get right into worship. And before we do, we like to take a deep centering breath together. Come, let us worship God. taking care of two foster kittens named Coda and Gray. Now, Coda and Gray are siblings, and I think it's really cool how they always look out for one another. Sometimes Gray finds a fun new toy, and she knows that it'll be even more fun if Coda can play with her, so she brings it over to him. Or sometimes Gray wants to go exploring somewhere new, but she's afraid. So Coda goes alongside of her and lets her know that she's not alone. Now, watching them treat each other so kindly makes me think about how God wants us to treat one another too. What are some ways that we can be kind to one another? Why don't you tell the grown-up or put them in the chat below? Well, one way that we can be kind to one another is by sharing what we have, like these little guys do. Maybe that's our snacks or our toys or our allowances to make sure that everyone has enough to go around. Mr. Daryl will talk to us a little bit later in worship about a story in the Bible where God's people do just that. And friends, if you're ever not sure how to be kind, I want you to know that you can ask God for help because God created kindness. So I'm pretty sure if you pray and say, hey God, I don't know how to be kind today, God will have an idea or two about how you can spread love and hope and goodness to other people around you. How does that sound? 
Good? Okay, well, why don't we pray together? God, thank you for showing us how to be kind. Help us to always show love to other people. And when we are in doubt and don't know what to do, help us come up with new ways to let people know how much you love them. Amen. We are marching in the light of God. 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 We are marching. We are marching. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching. We are marching. Hi, my name is Wesley Rowell, and I would like to lift up a couple of things that we would like to lift up in the life of Middle Church this week. Part two of our congregational book read, White Too Long, is this Wednesday at 7 p.m., and it will be led by Reverend Amanda. And the Revolutionary Love Conference, The Courage to Imagine, is this week, it starts Thursday, April 15th, through Sunday, April 18th, and you don't want to miss this. It's not too late to get your tickets and hear from today's leading movement builders, faith leaders, artists, and activists. You don't want to miss it. Let us care for each other. Visit middlechurch.org need to see all the ways we embody a caring community. You can sign up for a virtual coffee hour with a pastor, call and listen to our prayer line, submit a request for a prayer or a request for financial aid. Please join me now in a time of prayer. God of all things, be with us today, this, this Sunday after Easter, the Sunday after the Sunday where everything was changed forever. Lord, when it feels like every day is Good Friday, remind us that we are a resurrection people, a hallelujah chorus people, a, a lift every voice and sing people. Lord, we bring to you the brokenness of this world, a world where there's literally enough money, enough food, enough housing, enough justice, enough love for everyone. But Lord, we live in this world where the world's 2,600 billionaires added $4 trillion to their wealth during this global pandemic. Enough wealth to vaccinate every man, woman, and child 
on the planet. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, we lift up our own broken hearts to you and we lift up our Asian lives, our black lives, our women's lives, our trans lives, our queer lives, our othered lives. Lives like the othered one you sent to redeem us in your son, Jesus, the one despised and rejected by the state. Lord, we thank you for the promise of spring, the promise of renewal and regeneration. Lord, keep our eyes open to your promises, your beauty, your renewal in us. Alice Walker wrote, I think it pisses God off if you walk by the color purple in a field somewhere and don't notice it. Lord, give us eyes to notice the wonder of purple, the wonder of spring. Lord, let us see your resurrection in ourselves and give us the strength to be your resurrection people in the world. In your many names we pray. Amen. Now, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Pray it in the way and language you know best, or join me in the inclusive version that's printed in the bulletin. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name, your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
today comes from the book of Acts in the fourth chapter, starting in the 32nd verse, and it reads as follows. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Verse 34, there was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. I want to lift up a verse quickly to center us for what it is I believe God has for us to get this morning. 
verse 33. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. I would like to preach on the subject, how shall we live? How shall we live? God, I just ask in this moment that you would be with me in this hour of preaching, that the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight and serve to meet the people in church today precisely where they find themselves. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This first Sunday after Easter, we are in the book of Acts, which tells the story of the origins and growth of the early church. Luke starts the narrative with the apostles gathered in Jerusalem to await the coming of the Holy Spirit. And once the Holy Spirit comes, the apostles are equipped to speak in new tongues with the purpose that the church would grow into a multicultural, multiracial, multigenerational, multi-everything movement that would not only break bread across culture and race, but break barriers. The church likewise would be called to go out into all of the world and preach the gospel with power. And by the power of their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, all those who believed were led to be of one heart and soul. And it was their connection in heart and soul that compelled them and convicted them to hold all things in common. Notice in our text that the Bible does not say that those who believed did not let their testimony be mere lip service. Those who believed did not let their testimony be empty political posturing. Those who believed did not testify to the resurrection, yet locked legislative chambers to pass voter suppression bills in Georgia. Those who believed did not hoard for themselves making billions of dollars in profits, but use their power to prevent their workers from forming unions like they are doing in Alabama. Those who had more were not resistant to bring what they had so that those with less would ultimately just have enough. Among those who believed there was no thought to the philosophy of me, myself, and I that is so pervasive in our common life, there was no practice of let me get mine at the expense of them getting theirs that is repeatedly reinforced in our daily consumption. Rather, with great power was the testimony of the resurrection given. And in word and deed, the apostles proclaimed that Jesus lives so that his life would shape the heart and soul of all who believed and that his life would shape the heart and soul and the life of the community of believers. Luke's use of the phrase, one heart, one heart and soul, means that they were connected in a spirit and a posture of love that was centered around their shared devotion and dedication to the life of Jesus Christ. 
Their testimony of Jesus then connected them in common humanity, a humanity that is indicative of the African Bantu idea of humanity. Umtu nguntu ungabuntu. A person is a person by means of other people. Meaning contrary to the internalized messaging in a capitalist, individualist, and egocentric society, in Christ, we see the truth is that we have no identity apart from the identity and thriving that is found in the community. The community in Acts was of one heart and soul, meaning that they were connected in love. So what does this have to teach us about how it is we shall live in our context today? Well, I'm glad you asked. John M. Beattie, Kenyan philosopher and ordained Anglican priest, has an answer to that question. When he talks about an African understanding of groups, kinship, and individual, when he asks the question, what then is the individual and what is their place in the community? The individual does not and cannot exist alone. The individual owes their existence to other people, including those of past generations and their contemporaries. And BT goes on to state that only in terms of other people does the individual become conscious of their own being. There's that idea again, umtu, unguntu, ungabuntu. Only in terms of other people does the individual become conscious of their own duties, their own privileges and responsibilities towards themselves and other people people. When he, she, they suffer, they do not suffer alone, but with the corporate group. When they rejoice, they rejoice not alone, but with their kin. And then BT ends by saying, whatever happens to the individual happens to the whole group. And whatever happens to the whole group happens to the individual. The individual can only say, I am because we are. And since we are, Therefore, I am. Thus, the acts of the early church to be of one heart and soul signifies an understanding of themselves that is derived from their understanding of themselves in community. That each of us are connected in what Dr. King calls an inescapable network of mutuality. And because of the early church's spiritual disposition. They were then able to experience a radical revolution in their individual and communal definition. And with a change in the individual and communal definition, that produced a radical revolution of their political and economic composition. Let me explain it to you like this. To, to quote William A. Jones from his book titled God in the Ghetto, Jones says, your theology, your understanding of God, informs your anthropology, your understanding of people. And your anthropology, your understanding of people, is what gives value to your sociology, how you set up your society. 
Again, your theology informs your anthropology and your anthropology gives value to your sociology. Thus, the hope of revolutionizing the structures of our society reside in the spiritual disposition of those who believe to live by the power of our testimony, evidenced not by unity, not by uniformity, but by Ubuntu. Mm, Ubuntu. I know we are familiar with that phrase, Ubuntu. Ubuntu, which declares that we have no identity separate from community. Ubuntu, which understands the community's thriving is connected to our thriving. Our health is connected to the community's health. Ubuntu, that is pre predicated on relationships that are transformative rather than transactional. We, we are talking about Ubuntu this morning in the, in the whole of, of those who believe shared all their things in common. Now, this is not talking about socialism. Mm. Let me be clear. Let me teach Bible for just a second. The text in Acts is not talking about socialism. Socialism, which is a Western European 19th century economic theory. But, but, the, but the text is talking about Ubuntu. Ubuntu, this ancient African spiritual philosophy. And, and these and our text are African people. So we in the text must see that all things are held in common by first the creator Therefore, we share all things in common in community. Let me say that again. Ubuntu means that we see that all are first held in common by our creator. Therefore, we share all things in common in community. Ubuntu that prioritizes the shared heart and soul of people before the shared material wealth and possessions of people. We are talking about Ubuntu this morning, Ubuntu that will heal the land. For the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Ubuntu that will end our wars, but they shall sit under their own vines and under their own fig trees and no one shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Ubuntu that changes the way we see each other. Ubuntu that brings an end to racial hatred. Ubuntu that changes our economic systems. Ubuntu that changes our political Political systems, Ubuntu, and the power of our testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, Ubuntu, what gives us moral imagination, Ubuntu, what gives us the courage to imagine, Ubuntu, which is our revolutionary love, Ubuntu, which is a radical revolution of values, so that we love as Christ loves, heal as Christ heals and live as Christ lives because our testimony is not that Christ is dead, but that Christ lives and is alive in us. Ubuntu, where we will find the great and awesome and amazing grace of God, a grace that saves, grace that finds the lost, grace that gives sight 
to the blind, grace that relieves all fear, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, grace that falls upon us all so that none shall fear, none shall perish, and none shall lack grace that will lead us home. Church, we are called in this moment to live in Ubuntu. Because in Ubuntu, do we connect through our shared humanity, living as one heart and one soul. And by seeing ourselves in the other, by seeing ourselves inextricably connected to community, do we live the true testimony with power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In this season of Easter, we are called as the church, we are called as those who believe to live in Ubuntu. To let us go forward as church, making true our commitment to life, love, and God's reign on the earth. When my goddaughter Morgan was 21 years old, graduated from college, I went out to dinner with, with Morgan and some of her friends. And it was a, a interesting conversation where the cool pastor, I was the cool pastor, uh, was available to ask any questions. And their big question is, what was communion? What is communion? What is the Eucharist, the Thanksgiving meal? It's Shabbat. It's a Shabbat meal. Uh, all the Jews all over the world for all time keeping Sabbath bringing in the Sabbath with a meal of, of, of food and a ritual of blessing and bread and wine and, and candles and that the Sabbath comes in as a, as a sweet guest, a sweet um, guest to celebrate the, the time of rest. Some people think that maybe that last meal was a Passover meal, which is wonderful to imagine that also the Exodus story is in the center of this ritual that we Christians have adopted, the, the hastily made bread, because the Jews were being liberated from slavery, from bondage, and God, God was setting them free, and they had to hurry up and go. And this Passover, the Pesach table, um, set in haste, but celebrating liberation. Whatever it is, Jesus took that ritual and in this moment added metaphors about his own life and work. He said, taking bread and, and blessing it, you know, this is my body. This is like my body. This is my body broken for you. When you eat it, do so remembering me. And in the same way, the cup, he takes and gives thanks and says, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for many. As often as you do it, do so remembering me. In this time of COVID, when we're all separated middle family, new and old, it can feel like, well, 
this isn't really communion because we're not really together and the pastors aren't really saying the words of institution that change ordinary fruit of the earth and fruit of the vine into an extraordinary meal of celebration, of yearning, of longing, of freedom. Wherever you are, outside, in the sun, inside with your kids, waffles, pita, matzah, wine, coffee, water. You breaking bread, you dining, you drinking cup, you drinking with in mind the love of our God and the communion with Jesus. You are holy right where you are. This communion is holy for you right where you are. Me outside today, squinting in the sun, thinking of you, the bread of life, the cup of blessing. May you have life abundantly and be blessed. Thanks be to God. Amen. I'm beginning to imagine that out of these ashes, out of our grief, something is going to emerge that will surprise us and delight us. Something about the way we'll be church together. Something about the way we'll rebuild, the way we'll make more space. Something about the way we'll be able to make a space for children to learn in a freedom school and adults to gather and the community to be a center and art to happen and love to flow. Something is beginning to happen inside me where I understand the scripture today that calls us to prepare a way for our God is actually right on point. That out of the grief, out of our sorrow, out of the ashes, we are going to speak into existence something powerful and profound, something that will be a church for all of the nation, for all of the globe, a place where revolutionary love is spoken, a place where just love is enacted, a place where grief and dance, justice and play, righteous indignation and joy will all commingle place where all of our multi-everythingness will not only survive, but thrive. I'm beginning to feel the beginnings of that. Consider how you
of generosity and God of abundance, we bring these gifts with gratitude and joy. This bold new thing you have called us to do on earth needs our whole hearts and all that we bring, from the money we give, to the time we spend, to the voices we raise in protest and solidarity. Bless our offerings and help us to stay on course to be your hands, feet, and heartbeat in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Great is your faithfulness, O God, creator. With you no shadow of turning we see. You do not change your compassions, they fail not. All Feasted upon the word so beautifully preached by Daryl. We have reflected with him on what it means to be resurrection people, what it means to be Ubuntu people, 
We have feasted on the bread and the cup. We have communed with the risen Christ, with the living God. And I give you this blessing. May every day for you be an opportunity to feast on love, to be transformed by the digestion, the interjection, the, the nourishment that love gives so that we might heal our souls and that we might heal the world. Amen.